This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Good evening everyone! <coughs> Welcome to Daf HaShavua, Mesechta Yivamais, for the real stalwarts who are still hanging on as we come to the final stretch, the home stretch of Meseches Yivamais. We are now contrasting the difference between a katan and a cheresh, a ketana and a chareshes. We know both of their marriages are midrabanan. And yet, the rabbanan were never masakin nesuin for a katan, they were for a cheresh. And the Gemara said, well, a cheresh will never come to nesuin otherwise, so the chachamim were masakin. A katan that will come to nesuin, the chachamim were not masakin. Why were they then masakin for a katana? Because a katana, you have the issue, we don't want people to abuse her, we don't want them to be deal with her, commit a hefker. So now the Gemara asks on the bottom line, on Kofi Bezal, Mid Bezal, Maishna, Katana, Dimma, Enas, Maishna, Chareshes, Delay, Mamana. What is special about a katana that she does mion? And a Chareshes cannot do mion? Says Gemara, Dim Kain, Mamani, Vlainas, Vila. If a cheresh would be able to do, if a chareshes would be able to do mion, who's going to marry her? I mean, you have to be on your best behavior always, because she always has the problem. She's not getting better. So she, who's going to want to marry a deaf mute woman who has a permanent mum and always retains the right to abolish the marriage? But by a katan, excuse me, by a katana, we say, you know, let the katana do mion. People will still marry her because they know they'll behave until she grows up. And after that, she won't be able to be mamayin anymore. Now the Gemara asks the following question. We know that a kitana, who could, you could be married to her medrabanan, is a lady eat chuma if she marries a baskayin. Now she could only eat chuma medrabanan, but she could eat chuma medrabanan. And a chareshes, who they were masakin marriage for, cannot eat even chuma medrabanan. Ask the Gemara, Maishna Ketana Da'achla Betshuma, Maishna Chareshes Da'achla Betshuma. Why is it that a Ketana can eat Shuma Medrabanan, and a Chareshes cannot eat Shuma Medrabanan? The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Heyid Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada, Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada testified, Ala Chareshes, about a deaf mute. She see Avia, that her father married her off, it's a marriage Medairaisa. She yoitz a baget, she goes out with the get. But he didn't say a word about her eating chuma. Vial ketana bas Yisrael, shenises l'kaina in a ketana. The daughter of an Israelite that marries a koyin, she oicheles b'chuma, that she could eat chuma. A ketana bas Yisrael, shenises l'kaina, a ketana bas Yisrael that married a koyin. She's allowed to eat chuma b'jabanan. V'ilu chareshes, and the chareshes that we were talking about from the beginning, layachla, cannot eat chuma. Why did Rabbi Yochim and Gurgada, while he was on the topic of chareshes, say, you know what, a chareshes could also eat chuma? Says the Gemara, you know why we don't allow a chareshes to eat chuma? Because if we're going to allow a chareshes who marries a koyhen to eat chuma, we're afraid Shema Yachel Cheresh Becharashes. Maybe if a Chareshes marries a Cheresh who is a Koyen,
then she will come to eat truma midairaisa in that case. If we allow a chareshes who marries a koyen to eat truma, you might come to allow a cheresh who marries a chareshes to eat truma. So the Gemara says, okay, it's the exact same case. So let a chareshes who marries a cheresh who's a koyen eat truma. Falechel. Let her eat. At the end of the day, She's a minor. We know that a minor that eats nevela, Bezin doesn't have to separate them. So what are you telling me that we don't allow a chareshes who marries a koyen to eat shuma midrabanon because a cheresh who marries a chareshes may come to eat shuma midairaisa. So let her eat shuma midairaisa. Says the Gemara, well, that's a gezera. Shemayachel cheresh bepikachas. Maybe if a sane woman marries a male who's a cheresh, she will come to eat shuma medaraisa, and she is sane, and she taka we cannot allow to eat shuma medaraisa. And the cheresh bepikachas nami lecha betshuma drabanan. Okay, I understand. We don't want her to eat shuma midairaisa because she's not married midairaisa to the cheresh. But let her eat shuma drabanan. The answer is gezera dilma asal oichel b'shuma midairaisa. She might come to eat shuma midairaisa. So basically, a chareshes who marries a kohen cannot eat shuma midrabanan. Why not? She should be allowed to. The answer is because a kitana that marries a koyin could eat shuma midrabanan. So why can't a chareshes who marries a koyin eat shuma midrabanan? The answer is if a chareshes who marries a koyin would be able to eat shuma midrabanan, we're afraid a chareshes that marries a cheresh will eat shuma midairaisa. So let her. Well, we're afraid that if we allow that, the Cheresh who marries a Chareshes to eat Truma, then a Chareshes who marries a Pikeach might... I'm sorry, we're afraid a Cheresh that marries a Pikachas, she will eat Truma. Let her eat Truma Medrabanan. We're afraid she'll come to eat Truma Medairaisa by a Ketana who marries... A kohen, we're not afraid that she's going to eat shuma midairaisa, because even if she does, she's a katana and she's not chayiv. So we could allow her to eat the shuma drabanan that she's entitled to eat. She's married midrabanan. So when the katana marries a kohen, she's married midrabanan. We allow her to eat the shuma midrabanan, and we're not afraid she'll eat shuma midairaisa, because even if she does, it's not the end of the world. But the, it is the end of the world if a chareshes eats truma when she's married to a kohen, because that's confusing with a cheresh nasa chareshes, and that's confusing with a cheresh shen nasa pikachas. And there, we can't allow her to eat truma drabanan, because she might come to eat truma daraisa, and she's a pikachas, and that would taka be a problem if a pikachas eats truma. Because once she becomes a gadoyla, 
she can eat Shuma Dairaisa because her marriage is Dairaisa. I mean, we should be concerned. Like the Gemara had a Shaila before, do you have to live with her or not? So according to the Tzad that you would have to live with her, we should be concerned she'll end up eating Chuma Medairaisa before her marriage is consummated. Ah, Rabasi, we were Mechavin to Toysus. You ready? Second Toysus. Second Toysus asked Rabasi's question. Why don't so we say, Avomishum Shema Yachel Koton Begidoila? Why aren't we Geyser? Maybe. A, you mean, oh, Toysus asking a little differently. Maybe a katan will uh, will feed. Let's say a gadoila marries a katan. In that case, she cannot eat truma daraisa. So why don't we say a katana should not eat truma because she might. Maybe a katan will be machel a gadoila truma. So Tosis says we're not goyzer because once he grows up and. Does Bia the Kedushan will be Dairaisa? The next Toysa says, by Katana, where she only eats Chumadrabana, there is no possible. Um, Again, uh, as you asked that why aren't we goyzer by katana that she'll come to eat from So I said, well, um, there is no, there's no problem because she's a katana, she's not chayv. So I said, well, maybe she'll come to eat from so when she gets older. But I thought when she gets older, the marriage automatically becomes dairaisa and she's allowed to eat from Is that correct? Let's say yes. I mean, the Gemara had a Shaila before. Do you need to... Does the marriage automatically morph into a Dairaisa or it's... or not? Um, okay, the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, Umayishna Ketana Isleksuba, Umayishna Kharash Isleksuba. What is special about a katana that a katana has a ksuba and a chareshes does not have a ksuba? Says the Gemara, because if you had to give a ksuba to a chareshes, nobody's going to marry her. It's bad enough she can't hear. Now I have to pay her. People are going to refrain and not marry her. But a katana has a ksuba because there's no reason people are not going to marry her. Why should they not marry her? Because she's a katana, she'll grow out of it. What? I mean, the whole reason for Ksuba is we don't want to make it easy for him to divorce her, so now you're making it very easy. 
for him to divorce her. Yeah, that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, um, very good. So Rav Michael is mechaving to the next Taisus. Taisus, look in the third Taisus. Taisus says, Like Rav Michael is asking, that why is the Gemara only concerned that if you, if a Chareshes gets a Ksuba, people are not going to want to marry her, why aren't we concerned that if she doesn't get a Ksuba, it's going to be easy to divorce her? The answer is, the rabbis were not concerned about that. <laughs> what does Taisus mean? The rabbis are not concerned about that. Why are the rabbis not concerned about that? Apparently, they had to weigh these two factors, and the concern that people are not going to want to marry her far outweighs the, the issue that once they do, they might want to divorce her. We've we got to get her married, you know, and we'll deal with the repercussions. But it seems, I think what Tosis is saying is that the concern that people are not going to marry her far outweighs the other concern. Okay. Vaiter says, Gemara. Uketana minon is like so. How do I know Uketana has like so? But the time we learned in the Mishnah, Hamima Enes, a woman who refuses her marriage as a Ketana, Hashnia. Or a woman who is an Isser, Erva Medrabana, a woman who doesn't have signs of, of uh, feminine maturity, Inlahin Ksuba, don't have a Ksuba. Avil but if a woman is divorced, Uketana, and a woman who doesn't refuse her marriage and is a minor, Yeshlah Ksuba. The inference is she does have a Ksuba. So from here we see a Ketana has a Ksuba. How do I know a chareshes does not have a ksuba? The chareshes, How do I know a chareshes does not have a ksuba? The Tanya we learned in a brisa. a deaf mute and a fool. Shenasu pikchais that married sane women. Even though the chereish became sane, the and the fool became normal. They're not responsible for a ksuba. So the Cherish and the Shaita, they married a Pikachas, and then they became normal. There's no Chiv ksuba. Ratsu Lakaima, but if they want to stay married to them, and so their next act of Bia will acquire them, Yeshlahem ksuba. They have a ksuba. U Pikeach. Shenosa chareshes oishoita a pikeach, a sane man that married a deaf mute or a fool, afilu kasev la even if he wrote to her a hundred. Mana, which is an exorbitant sum, Ksubasa Kamsa Ksuba stands. So if a sane man wrote a ridiculously large Ksuba for a woman who's a Chareshes, it's valid. Why? He obviously doesn't mind taking a loss to his property. But let's make an inference. 
Taima de Ratsa. The reason he gives the Ksuba is because he wants to pay. Halai Ratsa, if he wouldn't want to pay, there would be no Ksuba. Ainla. Why? Because if you would have to give a Charesha Ksuba, nobody's going to want to marry her. I says the Gemara, if so, then when a deaf man marries a sane woman, there should be a, um, a ksuba there. Otherwise, no woman's going to want to marry the deaf guy. If the reason why there's no ksuba when you marry a deaf woman is because otherwise no one's going to marry her, there should be a ksuba to a sane woman who marries a deaf guy. He should have to give her a ksuba, otherwise no one's going to want to marry him. I would have said, that's his problem. If he wants, if he wants, so let her pay, let him pay her. But why do why do we have to enact something that he could? Uh, that's be yadai to take care of. I understand that we can't enact to write a ksuba for a charashas because no one's going to want to marry her if we obligate the man to pay her. But now what? We should obligate the man to pay her. So people want to marry him. If uh, he wants people to marry him, so let him give away his money. Let him pay. Say, lady, I need a wife. Here's a million dollars. You want to marry me? Why do we have to take care of him? If he wants to get married, he'll take care of him. Meaning, because the thing is, he doesn't want to get married, but we want him to get married. So we should be masakin for his benefit. Anyway, the answer says, well, we don't really care about men because women want to get married more than men do. Um, a woman will very happily uh, marry an ugly guy. A man has a problem if the woman has any imperfection. A woman doesn't care as much about the quality of the guy as much as the the man is fine. He says, I'm very good. I'll sit home. I'll uh, kick back. I'll follow my favorite football team. I'll throw my socks on the floor. And... Uh, I'm perfectly happy all by myself. The woman says, I'd rather marry a monster than be by myself. That's what the Gemara always calls, Tav Lameisan Tavdu, Tav Lameisav Tandu, Mi Lameisav Armalo. Better to be with a couple than to be by myself. We don't say that about a guy. A guy doesn't have the same need. Says the Gemara, Hahu, Gemara says, Yoyser Misha Ish Roitzel Isa Isha. More than a man wants to marry a woman, Isha Roitzel Inase. A woman wants to get married. Why the Gemara did not say, Tav Lamesav Tandu, Milamesav Armalu? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Next case, Ahu Cherish Abishvusa the Rav, Malkio. There was a deaf guy in the neighborhood of Rav Malkio. Anazve Itza. Rav Malkio married him off to a woman. The Kasavla. Basically, he was deaf, and nobody wanted to marry him. So the Rabbanon stepped in and basically made like a ksuba. The Kasavla, they wrote to her, Arba Mea Zuzi, 400 Zuz, Minechse. Amarava Rava said, Man Chachim, Krav Malkia, Degav Rabba, who's smart like Rav Malkia, who's a great man. What's the reason behind this? 
The reason is, what's the logic of this? I thought we don't enact a ksuba for a deaf guy because the woman wants to marry him. So apparently, but if the woman doesn't want to marry him, we could step in and offer it. And it's based on the following mechanism. Just like if the guy was deaf and he needed household help, we could sell some of his possessions to raise funds to get him a cleaning lady. So by the same token, the, the Bezdin has the capacity to sell some of his funds to be able to help him get married. Says the Gemara, Kasavar, if he wanted a maidservant to serve him, would we not sell his possessions to facilitate this? Certainly here, where there are two benefits. Namely, somebody to serve him and someone to marry him. Next case. Amar Rabchia Bar Ashi Amar Shmuel. The wife of a deaf mute. So is somebody married to a deaf mute? No, he, does, he can't make a Kedushan Dairaisa. So now the Gemara has the following Shaila. Are we definitively, definitively certain that he's not a Bardas and he cannot make a Kedushan Midaraisa at all? Or is it like in doubt to us? If it was a suffix, if someone were to live with her, Bishoigeg, then you wouldn't bring you would bring an Asham Taloi. But if we definitively know that she's not a Bardas, then if somebody would live with her Bishoigeg, then you would not bring an Asham Taloi. An Asham Taloi is when you're when you might ha- accidentally have done an Avera, that's a suffix. So the Gemara says I'm Rav Chia Barashi, I'm Rav Shmuel. Rav Chia Barashi said the name of Shmuel. Eishas Cheresh, the wife of a deaf mute, Ein Chayavin Aleha Asham Taloi. You are not obligated to bring an Asham Taloi because that sounds like we say definitively she's not a Bendas. Says Gemara, Lema Masayele, shall we bring the following proof? The Mishnah says in the beginning of Chumas, for those who are learning Mishnah Yoimis, we just had this in the beginning of Chumas, Parak Aleph. Mishnah Aleph, Chamisha Lo Yitroim. Well, there are five people who cannot take of Chuma. Vim Tarmo and Chumas and Chuma. If they did take of Chuma, the Chuma is not good. Ve'Elohein Cheresh, a deaf mute. Shoita, a fool. Ve'Katan and a minor. Ve'Hatoyim Ashenishlai, someone who takes of Chuma something that doesn't belong to him. Ve'Oyved Kachavim and a Gentile. Shetaram Shal Yisrael, who took of Chuma of the Jews, even with the permission, in all these cases, ain't Chuma say Chuma. The Chuma is not a Chuma. So, one of the cases said here, is a Cheresh, ain't Chuma say Chuma, and a Zar is allowed to eat it, and clearly then it's not a Suffolk, so this proves the Shita of that the same way the chuma of a cheresh is meaningless and a czar could eat it, so too if somebody lives with an eshes cheresh, he's not a bardas at all, and therefore you don't bring an ashem toloi. Says the Gemara, it's not that, no, maybe not. Maybe Rebchia Bar Ashi Amar Shmuel holds like Rabbi Elazar 
that it's taka a suffix. Maybe who the Amar Kerbalazar, maybe Reb Chiyabar Ashi Amar Shmuel holds like Reb Lazar. The Tanya we learned in Brice, Reb Yitzchak Oimer Mishum Reb Lazar, Chumas Cheyresh, the Chumachesh Loi Tetzit Lechulen, cannot just go Lechulen, Neshu Safik, because it's a doubt. Maybe Reb, maybe Shmuel holds that the Chuma of a Cheyresh is in doubt. So if he holds it's in doubt, then you should bring in Asham Taloi. But he says, you don't bring an Asham Talai. Yisrael like Reb Lezer, if he held like Reb Lezer, that it's in doubt. Asham Talai nami l'chayev. You should be chayev to bring an Asham Talai. So the no, you forgot, there's another criteria of when you bring an Asham Talai. And that criteria is, if you just have one item and you're Mesopic, whether it's Mutter or Asr, you don't necessarily bring an Asham Talai. Only if you have two items and one of them is mutter and one of them is asr. But not if you have one cherish and you don't know about him if he's a bendas or not. Says Gemara, You need one asr piece of two pieces. Says Gemara, But it happens to be Rebbe Lazar holds... You don't need one of two pieces to bring an Asham Talai. But Tani will interpret Blazer Aimer, Kai, an animal that's a Suffolk Chai, a Suffolk Behema, Chayavim al Chalboy, Asham Talai, you're Chayav for its Chalav and Asham Talai. We know that you're not allowed to eat the fat of a Behema, but of a Chaya, you're allowed to. So a Kai that we don't know if it's a Behema or a Chaya, you're Chayav in Asham Talai. So you don't tell me. That the reason why Shmuel, don't tell me Shmuel really holds like Rabbi Lezer, that the status of a Cherish is in doubt, but you don't bring an Asham Taloi because you need it to be one of the two items need to be Asr, because Rabbi Lezer himself holds, you don't, you don't require that. Even one item that's Masopic, you bring an Asham Taloi. Says the Gemara, fine, that's Rabbi Lezer. Shmuel maybe holds like Rabbi Lazar in one situation, namely that the status of a cherish is a suffix. Upalagale bechada, and he argues on him about uh, in the other issue that he holds in order to bring an ashram tala, you need one asr, one item asr, one mutter. So he doesn't agree to Rabbi Lazar regarding that you need one of two chatichais, but maybe he agrees to Rabbi Lazar that a Cheresh's status is a suffix. Ve'ika da'amri, and others learn this teaching in the following fashion. Am Rabchia Barashi, Amar Shmuel, Rabchia Barashi said the name of Shmuel, Eishas Cheresh Chayavin Alea Asham Talei, the wife of a Cheresh, your Chayavin Asham Talei. Meisve, I, the Mishnah says, Chamisha Lo Yitroimu, five people cannot take of Chuma. And one of them is a cheresh, which means that his status is certain that he's not a bendas. So how could he say Yerchayiv and Hashem Taloi? Says the Gemara, Savalak Rebbe Lazar. He holds like Rebbe Lazar that in fact that the the truma of a cheresh is a suffix, and it's not Yotzei Lechulin. And we will hold it over here, Bez Hashem. Um, we're going to try for Thursday evening, Kofiud Gimel Amibes. Thanks everybody for joining. Have an amazing evening. Bracha v'hatzlacha. We'll see you tomorrow. Kotov. Bye bye.
You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.